What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Today's episode is going to be brought to you by Mystery Ranch. Oh, yeah. You guys probably know them from their fire equipment, and you've probably been wearing one of their fire bags for, uh, well, quite some time. At least if you've been doing this career for a while, you've probably had a Mystery Ranch pack on your shoulders. They are most well-known for their fire gear, the most overbuilt, most comfortable, and best load-bearing fire gear out there. But did you guys also know that they're also known for military, law enforcement, skiing, backpacking, hunting, all of it. They Hell, man, they even make briefcases. So if you guys want to find out more, if you guys need like a, a hotel bag or something you can stuff under the seat with all your personal items and your uh, buggy or your, your engine, uh, definitely go over to www.mysteryranch.com and check them out. Also, just wanted to let you guys know they have the 1039 scholarship coming here uh, a little bit later this year. I want to say it's uh, around the fall, but uh, I'll uh, update you guys as necessary on that one. But basically, it's for seasonal employees that want to go back to school. Pretty awesome. Those guys are giving back to the community. They're also giving back to the community by uh, highlighting the 1039 employee with the Backbone series. We all know that the uh, backbone of firefighting is built on seasonal employees. So they're going to highlight that with some uh, stories from the folks in the field. So once again, stay tuned, go over to www.mysteryranch.com. And of course, the Anchor Point Podcast is brought to you by none other than the one, the only Hotshot Brewery. It's kick-ass coffee for a kick-ass cause, and a portion of the proceeds will always go back to the Wildland Firefighter Foundation. So if you guys are uh, having a groggy morning and you guys need some kick-ass coffee, well, head over to www.hotshotbrewery.com and check out their full line of apparel, the full line of tools to get your morning started the right way. And uh, oh yeah, hey dude, if you're listening to this, which I know you are, I'm running a little bit low on that sawdust blend. That stuff is fire, man. It's so good. Anyways, enough with that. But yeah, they also uh, support the Anchor Point podcast by slinging our merch. So if you guys are in the market for one of our Fire Fiend tees, it's kind of like a Misfits-esque, uh, Misfits-esque themed fire shirt. Yeah. Anyways, there's a lot of question marks there. If you want one of those, the Fire Fiend shirt or one of our Band of Brothers shirts, uh, definitely go over to uh, Hot Shot Brewery and check them out. We got a full line of merch over there for that is for the Anger Point podcast. Anyways, yeah. Once again, www.hotshotbrewery.com and check them out. And last but not least, the Anger Point podcast is brought to you by the Smoky Generation, also known as the American wildfire experience. It's pretty cool. Um, if you guys got some time and I know you do because COVID quarantine. Yeah. And you guys want a little history lesson. You want to entertain your brain and keep that fire mind alive. We'll go over to www.wildfireexperience.org and check it out. It's a collection of over a hundred. Uh, it's like a catalog, a digital collection of over a hundred, stories related to wildland firefighting here in North America, dating all the way back to the 1940s. It's pretty bitching. Uh, Definitely check it out. Bethany has an awesome organization and also she has teamed up with Mystery Ranch and Water Axe Pumps to help facilitate some grants for you folks in the field. So if you guys are a blogger, videographer, photographer, a good writer, anything, if you guys are telling the story of wildland fire, definitely swing over there and uh, take a shot at getting one of these grants. So a limited number of applicants can receive it. It's a $500 grant, but it is available to you guys. So once again, www.wildfireexperience.org. 
this podcast do not reflect the views and opinions of the United States government, the Department of the Interior, the Department of Defense, the Department of Agriculture, the United States Forest Service, the Bureau of Land Management, National Park Service, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, or any private, municipal, county, or state firefighting organization, any law enforcement agency, any medical provider, or any contractor employed by any federal agency. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Hope everybody's doing well with the uh, whole coronavirus quarantine. And uh, yeah, hope you guys are staying safe. Yeah, hope you guys are uh, training at home or getting out in the woods and hiking if you guys can. And uh, yeah, I know you guys are bored, but I have a perfect solution to you. One would be, well, go back through the catalog of Anchor Point Podcast and listen to it. Haha, <laughs> shameless plug. Anyways, if you guys want to uh, get a little bit of a history lesson on, uh, definitely check out uh, the Smoky Generation. I mentioned them in the ad reads. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting stuff, you guys. Uh, it's, it's good entertainment to keep your uh, fire mind alive. Anyways, today on the show, I've got JJ Rue from Magdalena Crew 3. And uh, yeah, we were supposed to be talking about hiring, but unfortunately... Thanks, COVID. He does have some positions open still, but they're extremely limited now. And uh, he was going to be doing a, a pretty large hiring for some of the, the district down there. But unfortunately, COVID happened and things kind of are all sideways all over the board. But that's like everybody right now. So, but like I said, there's positions open and uh, that is in the episode. But we made the best of a coronavirus crappy situation and you know what we talked about a lot of awesome other stuff we talked about leadership we talked about fire culture we talked about fire philosophy and it actually turned out to be an excellent episode and i'm stoked to have this dude on the show so without further ado ladies and gentlemen jj rue welcome to the anchor point Boom. All right, dude. You ready to, to send this? <laughs> All right. That's my like that's like my stereotypical intro. You ready to send it, bro? Just send it. Cue John Cena music. All right, you ready to go? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Anchor Point Podcast. Today on the show, I've got JJ Rue from New Mexico Prescribed Fire Crew, also known as Magdalena Crew 3. JJ, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? Oh, not much, man. So tell us about yourself, dude. All right. So my name is JJ Rue. I, uh, I'm down here in region three. I've spent most of my career. Well, all of my career up until this year at, on hotshot cruise in 2001, I started on Mescalero, uh, went to Mescalero hotshots before they became no more, uh, moved over in 2003 to Smoky bear hotshots, spent my 90% of my career on Smoky Bear uh, till about 2016. And then from there, I took an assistant superintendent job with Prescott Hotshots. And I was there for three years. Although technically, if you talk to those guys, they're probably there for a year and a half because I took two details within two years. So I detailed as an AFMO in 19 
or I'm sorry, 18 and back on the Smoky Bear Ranger District, uh, which is cool, you know, uh, trying to make life changes with with the family and stuff like that. And then uh, I went back to the crew, didn't get the job, went back to the crew, um, was all gun ho. And I was like, all right, I'm here with the crew. And then boom, detail uh, superintendent of Gila Hotshots uh, from April to June. And then around that time, so it was kind of, we kind of worked out a deal because the guy that was backfilling was doing a pretty good job. And last year was kind of a short season. So we uh, worked out a deal. I went and helped out uh, Justin Romero over there with the uh, Silver City Hot Shots. And I kind of detailed as his uh, assistant for the remainder of their season. So yeah, it was a little whirlwind. It was, it was kind of crazy last year because after I left there, you know, Prescott was out and I was like going to just hang out at home. And I actually called up can over here in magdalena it was like hey dude you need a do or what i'm you know i'm here and he kept me for september and that's where the the love was love was born there i guess and we uh the bromance so to speak yeah we hit off we hit off pretty good i applied for the job i got the job in uh in december as the afmo um and he pretty much like opened the doors. I walked in and he walked out, man. he's like, here, you got the keys, dude. You have no boundaries. He told me, I'm like, don't tell me that dude. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't, I don't know. I feel a little uncomfortable, man. I need to hear no every now and again. Well, that's cool though, man. At least he, uh, tur- like, that's a good thing though. That's a sign of a good leader as they leave you the next person who's going to be in charge. They leave like a turnkey, uh, operation going. So it's easy to transition into that new job for whoever the successor is. So, I mean, that's probably good for you, man. Yeah, no, it's good, man. I think that's like one thing that's evolved and it's really good. Like, especially here, like, so throughout my career, like I've been a a operations guy, dude, out in the field, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beautiful mind, dude. I love seeing the, like what we can't do and turn it into can do. See, you know what I'm saying? Like, so and do it as safe as possible and as effective as possible. And sometimes, you know, I like, I'm, I'm real with myself and if we can't do it, then back off and we'll just figure it out later. Um, so the one good thing, dude, is like, he's, we've been kind of more on like gearing towards like the administration side and putting this, putting the crew together and, you know, getting other people on and all this dude. And just, and then now obviously here we are COVID-19 2020. <laughs> you know what I mean? so it's like, Golly, if this is a time to be doing something in the realm outside of being on the ground and learning something, this is the time there. Like, I mean, and especially if you embrace it, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've totally embraced it. You got to, if you look at it like fire, everything will make sense. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You turn everything into fire, everything that we've done and working outside and you turn it into fire and the way you would operate in fire without something, you know, without something in front of you, then you, you can make it work, man. I, I really believe that. That's one thing that's good about like, at least from my experience with firefighting, whether that carries on into the private sector or just everyday life, man, a lot of those skills that you learn and you do with fire, it translates over into just normal everyday day life, man. Yeah, no, for sure. Dude, like it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been a, it's been a cool year again. You got to go into it like open-minded, man. You can't go like, Oh, this sucks. You know, it's not fire. And really dude, if you go with the thought process of something in fire, you can make it fire. Oh yeah, man. And this is the cool thing too. Is like, you just, you just got to redirect your problem solving skills to something else like COVID, you know, and like no one expected this shit to happen. No, no dude. No, no. I mean, I've, like I said, I was, 
I was geared for, I mean, up until a week and a half ago still, I'll even bring it a little bit closer. I mean, to two days ago, I was still kind of running like with the same mindset of bringing people on as we're bringing people on, but it's just, like man you know again just being realistic it's like man maybe this isn't the time we've got a good little foundation here um we're having to work through some problems and stuff like that it's like first first of its kind especially on the forest you know on the forest level like trying to bring this this little project together this crew project together and and then covid's here and then you know just trying to onboard people you know and like do we're bringing people from other states, you know, we're bringing people from, and it's not just me that's thinking that it's every other, yeah, you know, agency wide, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah, it's agency wide. It's cross agencies. I mean, dude, you're bringing people. I mean, right now, like up until last week, we were under 200 in New Mexico and now we're up at like five, I believe is what it is now. And, you know, it's kind of just doubled and tripled and quadrupled, you know, daily on a daily basis. And, you know, it's just like you got people that are running around that may look healthy and they don't have it. You know, they don't know they have it. Or you know, they're asymptomatic. Not, yeah. Yeah, dude. So it's just like it is what it is, you know. And then, again, being a, <laughs> an essential employee, you know what I'm saying? I love I, the air quotes that. there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, accept I accept that risk, I guess. You, you know what I'm saying? And and the and that's fine by me, but you know, the, the real, the hard truth that I'm having to have now is like, don't let fire season blind you to an answer, a question that I'm going to ask, you know, because families first, I want you to think about that. It's a hard truth right now. Like you may be good today, but when you show up here at the end of next week, is your family going to be good? Do you need to be there with your family? Or, you know, th those are the conversations that I'm having. It's not so much like, hey, how are we going to work in fire season? Like that, that, that'll be easy, dude, because we're just going to spike out and eat MREs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's ops normal. That, 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 yeah, dude, we're taking back the fundamental firefighting, you know, so we're not going to get a hot can every other day, you know, but we're going to get something eventually, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, those are the conversations that I'm having and I mean, we're kicking people loose, dude, like at the same time, you know, it's like, yeah, I want to come, but you know, and I'm like, all right. So you said, but I need you here 100% of the time, dude, I need you. I need you to be in the game, dude. Like, like I know when my trigger is, you know, like for me, you know, and that's whenever my kids something, directly affects my kids then it's then it's done for me up until that point i'll accept the risk yeah that's the thing though i mean it's this is like the consequences that we never really think about or have thought about is some of the stuff that we're talking about off the off recording like uh people bringing in people figuring out housing what is their plan for like what are your new hires plan going to be or your even your permanent staff what is their plan going to be in case this uh whole covid thing affects them man that's that's interesting questions that be asking people man yeah i mean it is dude and then you got to think about okay so i'm bringing in people here then you got to think about the people that are working here you know, you got to think about what they're thinking. You got this guy standing right here thinking, does this guy, you know, he went up to Albuquerque. Is, is he just running around? Is he, you know what I mean? Is it, there's a comfortability that, that we have to, that we have to find. And, and that's the conversations. I mean, dude, as a, as a seasonal dude, or, you know, as a, as somebody that comes in as with a type A personality and you want to work or whatever, you don't want to have these conversations every day, dude, but it's the conversations we have to have, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like 
that's one thing that, and just getting creative with it, you know, like from briefing and or doing training, dude, we're, we're geared more so like doing an OJT man on the job training. Like you're, you're out in the field, you're, and people are not geared that way. You know, they're not geared to the fact like, well, I'm not in a class, so I'm not getting the training. Bullshit, dude. You're out in the fucking woods, man. You're getting the training, dude. That's where you, that's where the rubber meets the road. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? School of hard knocks, dude. Exactly, dude. You don't, I could tell you all day how you should do it. You need to go out there and see how you can do it. You know what I'm saying? That's so. an important thing though, man. It's kind of just like figuring out this, this, all this shit for yourself though. Like you can take all the 290 classes and 180 and 390 and all this crap, right? But you will never figure out the position until you're actually boots on the ground and doing it for yourself. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. Like it's, it's crazy, man. Like I've, man, we'll get into that later. But like, like, I'm like, Oh, right. Yeah. I'm going to be an AFMO. I'm going to have all the time in the world. That is bullshit, dude. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm like, God damn, dude. The, the moment I decide to pull myself out of pocket is the moment, like the world explodes again. It feels like, especially right now, you know? So it's like, I'm like, all right, man, I'm finally going to be able to do this. I'm finally going to be able to go and do this. And then I like step out and I walk in and there's like 15 new emails and I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) How do I even decipher this stuff? You know, Uh, or the quintessential conference call or meeting that could have been an email. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about right there. (laughs) Oh yeah. bud. Oh yeah. So yeah, man, there's some interesting stuff that we need to like really consider as, as like a community as a whole, you know, when we're bringing all these people on and, you know, actually getting engaged with this wildland fire season, uh, with COVID going around, man, it's going to, it's going to change the game, but it is. fire's still going to be there, man. We still got a job it, to do. It is, man. You know, like I said, it was like freaking, you know, a virus waits for no man, woman, you know what I'm saying? Or fire season waits for no man, woman, or virus, dude, it's going to be, it's coming, dude. So that's going to hold, throw a whole new fix. And it, you know, like how we're going to freaking operate. Like right now it's like, you'd say our prescribed fire season is out the window. Like we're not, that's done. I mean, we're, we're outside. Like, you know, I got some guys out there now and they're, they're prepping, they're, they're out working, they're, they're training, doing all that stuff. But, um, but right now, dude, it's like we're just geared towards suppression now, you know, and it's it's kind of like that's like a, that's almost like a naughty word here, dude. And on this district, because, you know, I mean, they do a lot of landscape style burns. Like, I mean, I think Magdalene alone had like 9000 acres last year, you know, like they're, they carry the weight right there in the good. forest. Yeah, dude, they, they do a lot, dude, with with minimal people, which is awesome. You know, there's a lot of lot of low values out there so i mean i mean considering what what people consider values anyhow you, yeah. you know what i mean so um a lot of low fire sensitive i guess would be probably uh values out there so it's easy to do a lot of stuff with less people out here you know opposed to somewhere you know in a urban interface type place you know where they're geared more towards suppressing mm-hmm. than yeah, it's not like Southern California or anything like that where you have wooey butted up against ninety percent of the population. It seems, but yeah, wooey on top of wooey. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Is like, uh, I mean, what's the biggest concern? And, and this is, I let me see. I, let me preface that. Pref, ugh, Jesus, dude, I cannot talk. Let me preface this with like, I don't know much about your district, but from the region, I'd assume that like your main value at risk is going to be like cultural sites. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to obviously like in the region there's a lot of that 
um you know it just kind of it depends on where and what the fires get to start so like if say you're you're in the valley outside of phoenix or whatever you know what i'm saying like a desert fast moving fire um you know a lot of that a lot of that urban interface i mean talking to a lot of people like they it just is kind of migrating out further and further and further so there are a mixture of like those those uh those uh those areas where the, the urban interface is a lot thicker um you know we got a lot of i mean a lot of people have misconception of arizona and new mexico it's like oh man you know it's just desert flatland i mean that is definitely we, not we, the case we tower you know we tower to thousands of feet you know i mean back where i'm from it's the highest points it's like eleven thousand nine hundred and ninety nine feet there's like a rock carrying up there to make it twelve thousand feet you know what i mean yeah so we, we moved from the from the desert up to the mixed con you know and like up on the uh, mogulon rim yeah so you got the mogulon rim down there yeah and i mean outside of Payson, you got all that that's all tucked into that nice nice pine and brush mixed component dude and yeah i mean it is just that adds a whole different and then the country the country shit you know what i'm saying like it's it's badass to look at but when you're physically in it and trying to win it it ain't (laughs) It ain't that fun, dude. It, Hell no. I remember the wall of fire, man. That was terrible. Yeah, dude. They're like, oh man, this is beautiful. You know, I love, I love going down to the, I don't know why, you know, y'all say it's so rough. Well, you were on a trail. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, man. Um, so understand you guys are hiring uh, this season. You guys are going to have to do some late season hiring. So let's get into everything about your district, man. Um, so we covered a little bit about it, but what, what's like the crown jewel of your district? So the, I would say the crown jewel of the district is the landscape, right? So we manage just on the district alone, 800,000 acres. Damn. So yeah, dude, like it, it's, it's big. It's big. Like it's, it's big. It's far apart. Again, low values, a lot of more like, I would say a lot more uh, like ranching style, you know, uh, permittee ranch life out there than just like, we got one real like wooey, uh, high impact, high area. And it, and even then it's still comparison to other like communities or whatever within the state. It's, it's probably lower down. It's very, I would say it's very defendable in places, you know? Um, so there's that, uh, but we got, what is it? So you got the San Mateos, the Magdalenas, and then you got the bears to the North, um, and then one of the other, I mean, one of the other cool things about here, man, is like, we got so much wildlife, like wildlife, cattle, that's big business. So I guess that's the really big business is like the guide and outfitter style business out here. Cause I mean, you're butting up against the Gila wilderness, you know, the Gila national forest is to our West and Southwest of us. Um, and really there's nothing for a while to our North, but then you got like, well, actually I, I refrain from that to our Northeast and all that North of us is like the Zuni Pueblo. You know, you've got all that all the way up until you hit the 40, keep moving North, all that Pueblo country North. So, um, so yeah, just big bulls, man, big, big animals. And, you know, you got the VLA. I mean, the VLA, very large red. I don't know if anybody's too familiar with that, but yeah, it's what like, is that the VLA. Do a lot of like they listen, listen to the stars. Basically, you know they they it's a whole lot of science stuff. And that, oh, that the thing. array! I I heard you as yeah. like area, like like a square oh, the, footage, like area, yeah. but a very large array. Very, very, yeah, the VLA. Sorry, 
And then we got another like a multi-million dollar uh, observation tower that sits up on the Magdalenas. That's probably like, I would say, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call it like a high value, but like it would be a high cost value that we'd have to protect. I mean, and really it's very well protected. Probably the worst thing about it is when we have smoke impact in the air, you know, um, like I said, dude, it's, 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 there's a lot of land, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of places to mess around and play and you, you can, you can have fun, you can learn and you have the potential to mess up, but you also have the potential to fix and correct at the same time. You, you know what I'm saying? As long as you're paying attention to it. Yeah. Well, there's that old saying, man, you got to kind of like mess up to move up in a sense, but that goes the same thing for learning stuff, man. Sometimes you just got to learn the hard way and from your mistakes, man. Oh yeah, dude. I, oh man, dude. If I had, if I had a whooping stick, dude, my whole life, dude, it'd be the hard way, dude. It'd be not. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm the same way, man. I, I mean, that's the thing though, is like, you, I mean, like we spoke about earlier, man, you can go through all the damn classes that you want, but sometimes you just got to mess up and learn the hard way. Yeah, exactly, man. And then, so, you know, we are located in region three, we're on the Cibola National Forest. The Cibola is kind of it's kind of unique amongst all the forests uh, in the region because you know typically like the forests are they're big and they're they're kind of confined. You know what I mean? Like you got different uh, ranger stations, but the Cibola alone, dude. Like you've got you've got the grasslands like that manages into Oklahoma and Texas. Damn. Uh, yeah, dude. So it's like, you're like, oh yeah, we're going to go up a strap fire eight hours away, you know, to go, you know, burn for the week or something. So you've got that. And then you've got the other districts, which is like mountain air. Mountain air is kind of like a smaller community, similar to Magdalena, you know? Um, and then you got, you got Mount Taylor, which has, you know, the Mount Taylor hotshots up to the North and North of the 40 grants area. And Sandia, man, you got Sandia Ranger District is which is right outside of Albuquerque, so that's like a high use, high density forest. You know, there's people out there all the time, dude. Like, you know, um, yeah. So it, it, it's very unique. Like I said, it's, it's very scattered. You know, it's it, it's funny. I was I was told once they're like these sky islands that are out there, and that's that's the Cibola. You know, and then to the north of us, it just kind of progresses into the Santa Fe and Carson. So, and they're kind of one at, at this point. Nice, man. Sounds like a beautiful area, man. Especially if you're into like, you know, hunting, fishing, you like, you, if you're like really into big game tags, dude, that sounds like a bitching area, especially, or if you just oh, yeah. like to, you know, get out and look at the stars yeah. in, in the woods. I'm not even into it, but I, I mean, I got some buddies that like climb and supposedly like Magdalena, like out here in this area has like world-class like climbing areas, you know, uh, I have one guy that keeps up that I know and he's just like, dude, you gotta, you gotta send me pictures if you find some cool spots, you know, like he's texting me and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't even know what to, like, there's a rock, dude. I don't know. He's like, he's all into bouldering, man. I'm like, Sure, dude. <laughs> like, sure thing, man. I have no idea what I'm looking for, but yeah, I'll send you some photos. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'll be like, yeah, look at that. And he'll probably be like, you're fucking crazy. And I'm like, oh, you said, dude, like you want to climb a rock. That's a big rock. Go for it. <laughs> Buckle up, sweetheart. Here's your challenge. I'm saying, man, let that pony buck, dude. Come on. Oh, man. Dude, that's funny. So tell us about your crew, man. Like now Magdalena you guys have been around for a little while and you guys primarily do prescribed fire. 
or just a little bit of everything? Uh, we do everything. So Magdalena, so we've got two engine modules here. Uh, then I've got the Apache kit fire use module or wildland fire use module. If that's even the correct terminology anymore. Um, so they, they've been here. And then back in the day, Magdalena was really good about pumping out like AD programs and type two crews. Um, so it, it kind of backed off from there and we just kind of pumped out a lot more like camp crews and stuff like that. Um, and so after that has been going on for a while, they kind of evolved, like I said earlier, the, uh, the women of wildfire, and then they pumped out a women and wildfire crew last year. And they, they were, I mean, really like, you know, was it, was it successful? I don't know. I was it here. It was, I, I think it was successful in the fact that they were able to do it, um, that everybody was safe at the end of the year. Obviously that should be the number one priority. So they were safe and they gave people experiences, you know, was it the experience of being on a hotshot crew? No, it wasn't, but it gave people a taste. It gave them the opportunity, you know, to, to actually get that and put that experience record on their, in their resume. So that way they could, they could apply for a job. I mean, it'd be like, well, this person has experience. They went out and they see, and they got a taste of it. Yeah. So where do you want to go from there? And so they did that last year and it was all ADs and a mixture of uh, 1039s and 1313s and, you know, 18 and eights, so on and so forth, you know, and help in order to help uh, run that crew. Um, so this year, and we we got some money after all this hiring life fiasco and and we kind of heard whispers in the wind in December about us getting money to fund a fire module. So wasn't too certain and kind of we're kind of behind the curve, you know. I'm trying to hire people and do an outreach right at like fire season time, you know what I mean? Like really like after January 1st, I feel like you're, if you're not done with your hiring, you're kind of behind the curve, you know what I mean? Super behind the curve, man. And, and so it was like, okay, yeah, you got to start thinking about this. And I'm like, okay, you know, how will we do this? Creating an outreach, you know, like when do you want to start? Well, prescribed fire season is in February you know, you can start prepping the melt snow's kind of melting. It's a little cold, but you could go out and do some work. You could go burn some piles and, or, um, you know, do some training of some sort. And the thing about it is it wasn't geared just towards the Cibola. It was geared towards New Mexico. They're so, all 1039. Yeah. So it's like a state thing. Like it's, it's geared towards developing and training quality firefighters for the entire state. Yes. It is an entry level wildland fire position i mean granted it's a it starts out as a prescribed fire module and it gives people opportunities to say like say like the lincoln needs needs help they need bodies well i've got eight guys eight to ten guys here that i'm going to send over there to help do that um and they're all 1039 gs employees you know what i mean so and the santa fe needs help well boom we're going i mean right before a lot of this covid stuff started happening we had started picking up like one of the grasslands eight hours away man we're printing red cards dude and getting ready to send it dude and sure enough like here it comes like halt you know we got a got a germ out there that's jacking people up man so we're, we're gonna take our time and like hold off on that so now we're trying to gear people into suppression you know and that that was the thing that was the way it was gonna evolve and you know i had this beautiful this beautiful idea of what it was gonna be and it was like 
well, we're going to get people here, which is good because like you get on a crew, right? You get on this crew and you don't know what to expect. Well, we're going to take it a little bit slower because we're going in and prescribe fire, right? We're going to go in and prescribe fire. So it's a thought out process and we're going to, you know, and we're going to implement it, you know, it may be a pile burn. So you kind of, know, oh, yeah, I got some burning in, um, you know, it's not like going to like a hotshot crew or whatever, not knowing what you're going to do. And then all of a sudden, dude, you're like load up in the trucks and you're getting yelled at, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is like, um, so it was like kind of easing you into it. And then about the time prescribed fire season was done, we're going to boom, we're rolling suppression. By this time, you guys guys got a taste. Your bodies have kind of broken. We're done some training. You see what fire is, you know, now, now am I going to get the quality of work? as a crew, uh, a hotshot crew and or another module or type type two crew or, you know, a type two IA crew that works year round consistently get probably not, but you know what, we're going to get the experience. We're going to get some training. We're going to continue to build those slides, you know, cause I'm, I'm starting with basically my, the one person that I'm going to have that has the experience is a crew leader. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So this is the guy. And that's what I was looking for. I was trying to look for somebody that, you know, was enthused. This is this is from the ground up. You know, you could take a program and you can take a good program. I mean, you could even take a crappy program and you can you can make it work, right? Oh yeah. But if you could take a program from the ground up and build it up, dude, and make it to what you want to be and make it successful, then that will define you as a leader. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, dude. And and that's 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 what I wanted. And that's, you know, and again, we kind of got halted with the COVID. Um, he had priorities towards his family. That's fine by me, dude. I totally support that. He, yeah, you know what I'm family saying? Family first, dude. 100%. I, I would, I'd probably kick him, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, be like, dude, why, why are you coming down here then? You know, it's like I said, we gotta, we gotta have those hard truths with these people. And it's like, dude, I'd rather, I'd rather have you there with your family and in it to win it than over here and out of the game, dude, with your family on the back of your mind, the front of your mind, you can't sleep, you can't eat because you're worried about your family. Go be with your family, dude. That's an important thing that I think a leader, uh, any leadership position should possess, you know, is like some sort of empathy or like, yeah. What if I was in his shoes? What would I be doing? You know, how would I want to be treated? That's a good thing to have, man. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, and it's just something that we've, we as a community, dude, have got to, you know, we, we've got to come together as that. And, and really like, you know, there's all these other trainings out there, you know, we talk about all these other trainings that are supposed to be geared towards support, but you know, like the meat and potatoes of it, let's, let's start putting our foot, you know, where our mouth is and let's start helping and supporting these people. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's not say it no more, you know, let's actually we get it, put it into top practice. Level. what's that? Well, I said, let's actually put that whole pra- into practice, you know? Yeah, dude. And, and that's, that's the thing. And that's, that's been my thing, dude, is like, you know, if, 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 if me as a leader, dude, like sure it puts strain on like somebody may have to, do something a little extra but if we spread it out dude it's just like digging line dude not one person can dig the whole line dude we all have to do our part in order for the line to get dug right so whenever you pull somebody out that means somebody may just have to dig a little bit harder but not just somebody 
everybody, dude. So, you know what I'm saying? It goes across the board with everybody. So that, that's, that's just it, dude. And, and I think that sometimes like, like with some people, it may cloud their judgment and not like, like saying it, but not showing it. You, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know how we are as firefighters, man, we're real reluctant to like show weakness or like show something that's going on in our lives. You know, we like to bottle that shit up inside and take it home with us instead of just like, Hey, this is what's going on. And see, that's the worst fucking thing we could be doing, man. We don't need to be doing that shit either, dude. Because, I, I mean, I've been there, dude. Like, I, I mean, I don't know, dude, whether uh, – and I, I've, I've done it, dude. And I, 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 Man, it is not a good feeling, dude. Like, you know, like just pop your lid off and then you're just like, what the fuck did I just – you know what I'm saying? So that that is the worst feeling. If I have – and if I were to ever go like that again, dude, it's probably time for me to go off and do something else. Because obviously I am not happy yet at work and I am just dragging that shit home, dude. And that, that is a place it does not need to be. And that's why too, like for me talking about this and actually, you know, holding to it is that, Hey man, like I don't want that for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the other thing too, is like, dude, we're, we're taking in vets, dude. We take them because, I ain't going to lie, dude. It's easy to hire an onboard. I mean, really, you know, it's, it's easy, dude, but, but vets, dude, they, they did their work, you know, at some level, man. And they come back and they have issues, dude. And we got to realize that like, dude, we, we can't just expect them to do this, dude. Like, like, you know, we, we got to ease them back. And this is why I, I thought also like, this was a good, like, a good program to kind of ease into it. Like some of the guys, you know, like they're like, Oh man, I'm ready to ready to get some, be careful what you ask for. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've been there, dude, easy, easy, dude. You know, it's like just ease into it, but yeah, dude. So, you know, they, they come dude. So we got to realize that too. Like they, they come with baggage as well. You know, some, some sometimes, don't. yeah. Yeah. You know, some don't, some do, but at the same time, and that's just like with everybody, dude, that's anybody anymore, man. Like people come with baggage, dude. And, and we, we've, this is not the, the day of get your ass up the hill and do this, you know, but at the same time, like it, we, we got to find that, took that fine line of, you know, like, are we showing too much? Are we, are we coddling, you know, like, I, I struggle with it myself, you know, like, am I, am I, am I coddling? Am I being too much of a dick? Am I, you know, like I got a fine line, dude. And I think everybody learn. struggles with that though, dude. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But that's a good thing though. I mean, so you cater to vets, you guys uh, hire a lot of vets. Um, what can, then that's awesome, man. That's good. And I think that vets, honestly, that transition from military service to the fire community Honestly, it's probably pretty easy for those guys, at least from the uh, dudes and the guys and girls that I've talked to that have made it from the military into fire. They say it's like, this is like perfect. It's, it's familiar, but it's different, you know? Right. No, I, I, I agree with that as well. And that's, that's one of the one things that we get, you know, and it's like that, that I, I mean, I've heard it myself too, man. Like I, I actually got a guy, I got a guy coming next week, like, he was waiting for his DD-214. I mean, it, it came out of the printer, dude, and it went in the fax machine, dude. Like, I mean, it, literally, like, it went, you know what I'm saying? And, and actually, I I had one of those conversations. I put him off for a week, you know, like, get your stuff together, man. Like, we'll we'll, we'll get you situated, you know, let's, let's do this. But, yeah, I mean, that 
And that's that's one of the things that I've heard, you know, like that it is similar. It is good for them. It is, man. I'm I'm down, dude. I'm down to help whoever wants to be helped, dude. Um, I want I want to support them. I want to get them where they want to get, and that's what this is about, too. This is also not just about building this program, dude. But you know what, dude? Like, let's get people. You want to go to a hotshot crew? Well, let's get you to a hotshot crew. Let's get you the experience. That way, when you go to that hotshot crew, you know what to expect and you know what to work. And you you know what I'm saying? You're not just standing there with the thumb in your ass or whatever and waiting to get told you know what i'm saying you know what's to be expected dude yeah like i always tell my new guys dude like you you get you get basically like you get a you get an audible year dude like that's your first year you don't know what to expect dude so i'm, I'm not expecting much i didn't Just, know what to expect the first year i got into it man i was <laughs> i was having a hard time trust me on that one <laughs> Right, dude. Well, so yeah, you don't know what to expect, right? So the the only thing that I expect you to do, dude, is be good at those the little jobs that we get you. And if you pay attention and you're you're open to it, dude, you're gonna get more training in that one year than you're gonna know you've ever gotten, dude. That that's what's gonna create the foundation. The next year, dude, then you've kind of got an idea. So what your little leadership role is. And even without even thinking about it and knowing it, dude, your little leadership role is going to be the one you're going to be that guy that's going to show the the new guy. You know what I'm saying? Like what is kind of, well, this is kind of what I did last year. You know, if you were the lunch guy, you're the lunch guy. You're going to be the best lunch guy, you know, show them how to be the best lunch guy. And that, that's just going to build that, that, that platform, that foundation, laying those bricks in order to build, have those building blocks of leadership. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. dude, and, That's the way to do it, man. And that's, that's where like this program, like, like I said, it, it's, it's not going to be this cowboy running and gunning type of stuff that people, you know, uh, uh, make it look like on whether it's like a, like a YouTube video and, or a movie of any sort, you know, it's, it's, it's a little slower pace, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, whenever it's time to freaking, whenever it's time to, buck up and get after it let's let's get after it dude like you know one of the one things that i don't want dude i want people to try you could be you could be the worst hiker in the world dude worst hiker in the world and as long as you keep going and keep trying that's that's good enough with me dude because then, I, then you know what i can get you there i know where you need to i know where you need to be so we can focus in on that you know what i'm saying now i would rather have that because heart, dude, is a lot more. It'll get you a lot further, it, especially because if you've got heart, that means you're willing to do. And then that's when the crew realizes what you're able to bring to the table to them. And oh, they'll yeah. respect a lot more. Well, that. that's the thing, too, is like it's a shared experience of suffering, right? And there's nothing that brings people together more than that, in, in my opinion, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, how many times, dude, have you been at the end of the season freaking hated everybody, you know, hated fire, <laughs> <laughs> hated fire season. And then in two weeks, you're like cracking beers with your bros that you hated, dude. And you're like, oh, man, I wish we were on a fire right now. You, you know what I mean? Every time, dude, every time it happens, you know, it's, that's, it's like you got dirty August where like tensions are a little bit elevated and then you got snap timber where everybody's just oh, yeah, freaking murder each other. And then, you know, it's about yeah. the end of the season after that month. So yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Good. <laughs> oh, 
or dude, oh, dude, yeah, you got to learn to turn it off, dude. You got to learn to when you can turn off your brain for a little bit, dude, that, that'll help, dude. Woosa for a minute, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. That term uh, embracing the suck extends to a lot of different things, man. And that's just yeah. one of them right there. I mean, it could be uh, anything. And, and that's the thing, man. Like, any more of these days, dude, it's like even the past couple of years, like, it, it's been more of a mental game with with fire season you know what i'm saying it's not like i hate but like, i always feel like a liar dude i'm like you're gonna bust your asses you're gonna be yada 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 sleeping on the floor and the ground you know it's gonna suck and then it's like go find you a hotel <laughs> the ac ain't working that's the first world problems right now you know oh yeah dude <laughs> i feel like fire you know trying to embrace the sun but it is dude it is it is it is it is tough for us now because it's like you're expected to run at a level that you've trained for but you you go into the season to get into shape to be out of shape to be back in shape at the end of the season you know what i'm saying and whether it's like you got 90 percent mental one year 10 percent physical that feels like the 90 percent mental you, you know what i'm saying and then or if you got 90 percent mental and that 10 percent uh or that 90% physical and then 10% mental and they kind of outweigh each other by, you know, it like the, it teeters a little bit, man. And it's just like, yeah, dude, it's, that's why you got to be able to embrace it, turn it off, go enjoy something, come back, refresh, recharge. Oh yeah, man. That's a good thing though. I mean, it's, that's that whole thing. It's a, it's a law of averages, a law of balance, if you will, but I'm just glad that you know, the situation is kind of, well, I guess management and the way we approach things has changed over the years to, you know, be like, Hey, Hey, it's, it's okay to like be pissed or it's okay to have baggage or it's okay to like have family problems at home. Because back in the day, your problems were your own fucking problems. You're yeah. here for the crew and it's not like that anymore, which is good. No, dude, you're definitely right, man. Like, yeah, dude. And that's the thing, dude, you've got to learn to balance that stuff. And that's, that's the key right there, dude. It's like some people, like if they have problems at home, they're bringing it to work. And if you have problems at work, dude, you're bringing it, to, you know, and that, that like, I mean, there's truth in like one bad egg spoils a bunch, dude, you know, or one rotten apple, whatever, however you want to go about that. But yeah, dude, it's just like, you know, it's infectious, dude. It's, it's its own form of like mental Corona, dude, if you want to go that route with it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like it'll, it'll spoil the whole morale of the crew, dude. And, and that's why too, like as a leader, dude, you've got to be able to, to, to realize that dude. And that, I think that's one good thing, dude. Like I may not be much of anything, dude, but I'm a little bit of something. And one thing that I've gotten at something is that I could tell whenever something is not like people are out of the ordinary, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not, I'm, I'm used to like. I'm, I'm real. I pay attention to a lot of like people, how they act, how they interact with people. And if they're kind of offset, you know, I could kind of pick that up pretty good, you know, and I'll go strike up a conversation or a female, you know what I'm saying? And we'll, we'll have that conversation. We'll talk about it. Like I try to dig a little bit in order to say, Hey man, like, what can I do? What are you all right, dude? Like if it's something bugging you at home, well, let's, let's fix it, dude. Do you need time to get on the phone? Is that what you need to do? You know, it's like, well, I got some bad news. And that's another thing too. We got to break that stigma away from people too. It's not just the leadership. It's with the, it's with the people that are involved, the ground forces, you know, like they hold that stuff because again, you said it a minute ago, they don't want to be that guy, that guy, dude. Well, you know what, dude, whenever you're managing people, you're going to have those guys 
those people. And in order to make it right, you got to do right by them. And you've got to be aware of how your people are doing. Cause just think, dude, you're living with these people. You're asking them to do things for you. You're asking them to sleep on the ground. You're asking them to work 16 hours a day, dude. And you know what, dude, some of the littlest victories sometimes dude, get the biggest rewards, dude. Like, I mean, I like to do like personally myself, I do burrito Fridays, dude. You know what I'm saying? We whip out, we whip out the walk, dude. And it's like, everybody goes PTs, dude. And they're either myself or somebody else, dude. We're all got the disco, you know what I'm saying? And we got eggs. The plow disc. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. That's what dude, it's southern New Mexico, desert southwest, baby. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's We're the thing. The dude, and we, yeah, dude. That's the way we roll. Hell yeah, man. Well, that's the thing though, is like those like you're saying there, man, those little victories could be monuments of achievement to somebody. You don't know. You're not them, you know. And it's important to have those little victories. You build that oh, Everest, yeah. you know. Oh, it is, man. I mean, like, I'm, oh, God, what was it, dude? I forgot where we were, man. We are like, we busted our ass all night, dude. And into the next day, it was shitty. We're out in the desert. And we brought back, dude, McDonald's little burritos, dude. And, I mean, everybody, <laughs> it's already gone on for a little bit, right? So, we, we, I had to actually go into town and fill out some paperwork. Uh, I was anyway i'll close in on house whatever so on the way back dude we brought these mcdonald's burritos dude back to the guys dude and i mean just to see like the the like shine in their eyes dude and it's like the you know just to see that a little bit dude and again dude the smallest the, you know the smallest rewards get the biggest victories or however you know get the smallest victories get the biggest rewards dude and i think that sometimes dude you, you've got to show people that hey man you you are appreciated now every day is that the case no but whenever it fucking matters that's when you got to show it dude and that's whenever it's gonna freak it you know what i'm saying it's like i used to get such a kick dude out of like like four dudes a sawyer and just digging like just smashing line just digging all day all day all day all day and whenever you look back dude like those guys are just just wearing it (laughs) they're just wear wore the fuck out by the end of the day right and then you look back, dude, and you're all, look at what you just did, dude. Look at what four freaking dudes and a Sawyer just did, dude. Like, you did the work of a crew. Now, is it like crew line? No, but it was manageable line, and it stopped something. You know what I'm saying? And you busted your ass. You should be proud of that, dude. Like, I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, get just hard on for that shit, dude. You know what I mean? And that that's the stuff that I like. It's those little things like that, and I, I want those guys to appreciate it. And again, dude, it's you can remember – the good days, dude, but we always remember the bad days, the days that you're like, you you were just taking it all day in the smoke and picking up spots and blood, your cub, you got snot coming out your nose, dude, your eyes are te- teary, dude, you, you know, you can't even see by the end of the day, dude, and then like you're coughing and, and you made it happen, dude, those are the days, dude, those are the days, man, is that fucked up in our heads yeah a little bit a little bit you know what I'm saying? dude that's what keeps us coming back dude like we're waiting for that day again you know what i'm saying we're we're waiting for the the shitting and getting dude we're you know whenever whenever like the crew's going one way dude and you're dragging fire i remember one time dude i'm dragging fire to my my captain dude i'm like he's like just keep coming dude and i'm like hey dude are you are you are you good he's like keep coming i'm like, <laughs> going off a different way here's jj with a damn torch dude just like and he's like all right just keep coming and then we let our fires meet dude and we had a i don't know how we held it and maybe it's just the will of it right then and there 
but it was just like, dude, the fire just slammed together. He's all right. Once we touch torches, dude, back off and sure enough, big old like fire world, dude. And it's just like, and you back off and that's that, that, that day, dude, we're like, we're like junkies. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like always searching for that next high, dude. And then that's, that's, that's where it's at, dude. You know what I find like really funny about the firefighter mentality? I guess the firefighter human condition, if you will, is that we always look back on those shitty, shitty times and be like, dude, wasn't that the coolest shit ever? Right, dude. You it's smile. so twisted, it's, man. It's messed up, dude. You're, you, you're smiling about it. I think it's the you're shared like, experience, though, that makes it, it that way. You know, it is. Dude, and and that's that's the stuff. You know, you got the guys, dude. They're gonna tell the same stories. If you keep getting the guys back, dude, year in and year out, dude, and obviously that builds your 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 crew expansion, your leadership within the crew. But dude, whenever you're out spiked out and they got like the warming fire, you're in the black building bone piles, whatever. There's gonna be that little that little like group of guys that came over and they're spitballing the, those old stories, you know, the same stories that they had prior years before or that year. Oh, remember that time, dude? Remember when we were up on that freaking hill? You know, that was man country. You know what I mean? Like it was like, dude, like that was hot shotting, dude. Like at that point, or you know, like remember that time? I remember one of the coolest things. It wasn't even like hot shotting, dude. I was, I went. New Year's Day to Oklahoma with one of the engines, right? And one of the coolest experiences I ever had, dude, because I guess because it kind of gave me a little bit of freedom and I hadn't been tied with the crew. But, dude, they had like a little – we caught like – we did like 26 fires in like 23 days. Dang. out there. That was the, – yeah, dude, it was like – I mean, they're granted the grass fires, you know, roadside fires, but we did have some bigger fires. But there was like times, dude, like in 2009, this is my first – full year as a permanent you know i'd already been for a while dude but like i'm making the call to run and burn off a, like a cow trail you, you know what i'm saying like so that that kind of helped build that sort of confidence in myself you know and 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 that that I always remember that slide and that that was always one of the best i always thought that was one of the best building blocks for me right there you know that kind of set set a tone for something to be done you know, I, I think too, like another thing that builds people, dude, is like another thing that built myself is like after a while, dude, it was always like, who wants to do this? And I was like, boom, hand up in the air. I'll do it. You know, no, didn't even know what it was going to be. And it ended up being cool. It was like, all right, hop on the quad, go grab some torches, bring fire this way. Or, you know what I mean? Go get, get your, get your swamper, jump in the UTV and go cut some snacks, anything, dude. You know what I'm saying? And then it became from who wants to do this to JJ get in the truck, JJ, go do this. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think that it was it because I was trying to trying to fast track or anything. No, dude, I, it was because that's what I loved. And I wanted to get better at it. Yeah, you're just that, passionate about it. I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it for like, Oh, I'm going to go get this and I'm going to get this qual. No, I was doing it because I wanted to be freaking good at it, dude. And like, I want to be like, that was some of the best times, dude, was like learning fire between Anthony and Rich, dude, back in the day, dude, like those guys together, like put drip torches in their hands, dude. And I was like, Oh shit, dude. Like, are we really doing this right now? Like, and yep. there I was, dude, you know, there I was like a little brother, dude, like holding on to his big brother, hanging out with the big boys, dude, you know, like in the, in the group of like superintendents and shit, dude. I'm like, what, the, what am I doing here, dude? You know, 
but it was like after a little bit, it was just became the norm and just keep doing work, man. Well, that's the thing, man. There's a lot of important things to be said with that. And uh, I think the biggest takeaway of that is to just volunteer with somebody or push your comfort zone outside of your comfort zone because you're yeah. going to learn something pretty damn cool. You might have an opportunity to see something you've never done before. Exactly, man. And I think like right there too as well, but you've got to know where and what can be overconfident. man. No. Like that's There's a line dude. between that. There is definitely a line there, dude. And I think some guys, again, that comes with that self-awareness. Like you want to, you want to, you know, be aware of what you're capable of doing. And once you've been shown that you can do it, dude, then you kind of get a little comfortable. It's like cutting a tree right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think your butthole should be perked up almost every time dude like i personally and I'm, people probably get pissed off but you know there we the fire organization has some damn good followers dude oh yeah damn followers, right you have a lot of people that came from like from like timber families you know i mean especially geared up more towards like the pacific northwest all that stuff dude one of the best followers i know dude he's um you know he's been on hot shot crew and for years and years and years but the one thing about it is, dude, at, at a certain point, dude, we, we're kind of like recreational almost to a point. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like, we're like we get paid to go fall, but we're not the pros, dude. Like, no, we're not, definitely not. We're not pro callers, dude. Again, like if that's what you do in your off time and then you're a pro, dude, you're cutting gear in and you're out, dude. You know, that's, that's how you grew up and this is what you do. Yeah. You as know? soon as you start using, having to use bottle jacks to fall trees. Yeah. That's yeah. when you're a pro faller. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. You know, and, it, and, and that's the thing is that we gotta, there, there, we're allowing for that, that, um, that opportunity for people to, to like be able to say, Hey dude, no, I don't, I, I feel uncomfortable with this. So let's get the pros in here. You know, now are we transferring it to those guys? No, I mean, yes and no, because we did bring them in here to do a job. You, you know what I'm saying? And it's still upon themselves, dude, to turn that, to turn that uh, mission down, you know, like you want it, they can always turn it down themselves. And that's, that's what makes them the pros. And typically they don't, man, they, they know what they're doing, dude. One of the coolest things I ever seen was I was in Yosemite, dude, as a task force leader and the pro faller comes out, dude, I look at this tree, you know, we're like, had this spec like 200 feet in and, you know, we, we've already knocked everything in 200 feet in, but it was like, dude, well, we're in 200 foot trees. So, or 150 foot trees. Yeah. We're at this, at this threshold that we've given ourselves, but a tree could be 50 foot in that's 150 foot dude and come in and muck you out. You know what I'm saying? So brought in these followers and they kind of got expanded a little bit more since we're having people working there. And, and then one of the coolest things, dude, the guy like comes out, dude, and he's like, looks up, sizes up this tree. Well, he, first of all, he's at the road, right? He puts on his, his tennis shoes on, dude. He's drinking coke, dude. <laughs> And chain smoking <laughs> right dude and he's like yeah okay well where's this tree at and i'm like oh you see it you can kind of see it burning in the bowl over there no let's go look at it you know he's an older guy he puts his boots on walks over there sizes <sighs> it up dude walks back you know that you couldn't even tell this phase this guy walks back grabs his saw walks over there he cuts it and it totally does not do what it wants it to do, dude. It, it gets hung up, right? And so instead of like, you know, like that one, that kind of like that, that pressure that we always put, you know, whenever yeah. you're suicided out of the tree, you got it hung up. And that's the worst freaking thing in the world, dude, because then now you got to spend time. Now you've created a little bit more complexity. 
well, this, this is the coolest thing in the world, dude. The guy, he looks at it, picks his saw back up, walks back to the truck, dude, takes his boots off, puts on his tennies again, goes to the back of his truck, gets a Coke, fires up another cigarette, dude. And he's just sitting there thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like he, he's just in his, in his little element, dude. And he's cool as the breeze, dude. Like, and he goes back out there, puts everything back on, dude, cuts the tree, no harm, no foul, dude. He, he you know, he did his job, but again, you know, he's, that's why he's a pro dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And that's the thing, man. I can't really, I can't really speak to falling like just because I'm a right. desert rat. I've been a desert rat for a majority of my career. So <laughs> we don't fall <laughs> trees. The biggest tree we find out here, you're not going to find a, a seed juniper, you know? So <laughs> yeah, dude, but if you uh, can cut a juniper and swat off all those damn Navy stills or those bark beetles that are out there, dude, then I hate those with, things. Yeah, see, see that guy up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Things are little gangsters, man. They'll just like, they don't, they don't want to bite you. They just want to like hold you up at knife point and take your money. I uh, know, dude. Oh my God. I hate those things. Oh, fuck. I hate them, man. We call them Navy SEALs because you never seem like you could kill them, dude. No, you like, can never kill them, man. Yeah. Until one day, dude, I see two superintendents sitting on a rock laughing and had the lighter, yeah, a little big lighter, like popping their heads, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what are y'all doing? You know, it, it goes to show you, dude, no matter what and how old you are, at some point in your life, you still find that level of entertainment out there, dude. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's like the stupid games that we play just to pass the time sometimes, especially when you're like out there just like on a dead fire or staging. It's like, oh, man, you got to entertain yourself somehow. And then like this, it's always the stupidest stuff that entertains us, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is it, man? Uh, what is it like? Uh, I mean, I don't know how many like, uh, what is it? Um, fiber tape baseballs we've made, dude, and like had little baseball games out of it, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, like whenever you're a kid, dude, you don't have little Hot Wheels, dude. So you go out and find the next rock that's out there that kind of looks like a, a vehicle. You know what I mean? That's us, dude. That's a bunch of fire guys out in the sticks, dude, just trying to make it to where they pass the time. Yeah. And that's the thing though, is like, I mean, I, let me be clear. If there's sometimes we're forced into that, you know, it's, it's just yeah. a, a time we're not going to just sit there and be in the buggies and you can only do so much training. You can only do so much PT. And if right. there's, you know, if you're staging and you're directed to stay in one spot until a fire pops, well, you got to do something. Oh so. yeah, definitely. dude. Definitely. Yeah. All means. Yeah. You can't, I mean, that's just something just to like pass the time or, yeah, just to pass the time at that at that moment, you know, and and then after a minute, dude, you before you know it, you're not even thinking about that no more, and you're fully engaged into something. So trying to figure out the next uh, obstacle and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it was important to take that mental break, man. That's that's huge. It is, dude. It, it like, I mean, it seems like we've talked about that this whole time. I mean, some way, form, or fashion, like this this whole time that I've been talking to you is like. Dude, it's, it's that mental aspect, dude. That's the one that gets you, dude. Everybody like stress is stress or anything that's mental, dude, like is just big, dude. It's like one of the, it, I mean, that's why it's like induced, like stress induced heart attacks. You know what I mean? Like we, we got people that are, you know, or whatever, dude, or going home and not handling it well, dude. And that's, that's something that we got to get better at, dude, and helping our people out. 
Absolutely, man. That ain't that the truth. So your, your crew sounds pretty damn cool, man. Um, it sounds like a good step off point into other things. Also, it st- sounds like a great place to anchor in like a tech and just do your thing over there, man. You got, you got the gambit, you got good training, you got some pretty cool scenery and terrain around there. So what are you looking at as far as like hiring? Cause that was one of okay. the things we were going to, yeah, that was one of the things we were going to discuss and we keep getting sidetracked down rabbit holes, oh. which I like, I, I enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah, no, that, yeah. So, so like if I told you before, um, before we got on, man, like I was, I was like high hopes, like, at first, you know, whenever we started hiring, I was like, all right, six, man. If I could get six, dude, like, give me 10. My threshold's 10. If I could get six, we're winning. You know what yeah. I mean? And even then, I cut that in half. I'm like, oh, if we have three, we're winning. Just again, because I knew we were, like, outside of the hiring and people are getting picked up. And so people aren't filling crews. So they're starting to try to VRA people themselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, so like right now just due to the fact of where we're at i'm gonna hit the threshold at seven and i and i'm right there um you know i wanted to get to 12 it's just like where we're at right now in this juncture and what we're doing in in time um is it's just not feasible man i i just i'd like for myself like i said i i I was gonna go to pay period 13 and still hire people if i could but i've kind of given myself like if i could hit hit pay period nine and be at, at seven right now. I think we're, we're making an effort in order to like abide the guidelines of what the agency's kind of given us and for ourselves, you know, you know what I'm saying? And to like right now, if this stuff still escalates, I mean, like isolation of people is a big thing right now, you know, like, like crossing state lines is a big thing. Now we hadn't even hit that you know, for us, like when we do leave the state. Um, so, you know, we're trying to think about it now as we onboard people, you know, it's like, it's like bringing people from high impacted areas, you know, like say, you know, it's like dude, Southern California or something, Southern California, New York, New Jersey, you know, any, anywhere the epicenter right now is New York, you know, and that, that, that area right in there. Um, so it's like, do, do I bring somebody? And I mean, we've had the talks of like, well, you know, like, I mean, their onboard date is this date. Do we, do we postpone them and try to like figure out how to get them paid? Do we delay their hiring? But then it's like, well, if we delay it and then it escalates even more then so we've delayed it two weeks. And if then it's three. And, if they have to come down and quarantine themselves, like is there we've lost a month with them. So it's like still like, we're still embracing it, dude. Like, well, we'll bring them. We, we made a commitment to you, you know, we're just going to have a work around now. Um, so yeah. So like right now I've, I've, I've gone to, uh, to seven right there again, just because of that. Like I said, man, if I, if I could, and it's been great, you guys have helped me out a bunch, dude. Like I've gotten guys from it. Uh, you in the hotshot brewery, um, from yeah, just, helping me out and getting the word out there, dude. And, and did I have aspirations? I still have aspirations for this crew. You know what I mean? Are we kind of deviating and moving in a different direction a little bit, but again, at the end of the day, fire's fire, dude, no matter what you're on, where you're at, and you know, who you are, dude, fire is going to be fire. So, and at that point it's your, it's your, priority to learn it and be open to it and i mean like i really like the the format that i had laid out was 
Well, if we got 12, that means like if somebody's interested just being here on the forest, you know, we got the hotshot crew, you know, we have Sandia Helitech. If somebody's interested in being the Helitech, well, let me work out with the the, the manager and let's get you over to the Helitech base. Go do you a know? little detail. Exactly, dude. Yeah. Go go run with them boys you know you know what i mean or or somebody wants to be on the module dude well i have a patchy kid here dude like we'll put you on the module or somebody just says you know what the engine module i like this dude like okay well we'll put you on there and have that work and really it got down to the point to where i was like well if you just find out you don't like people and you just want to be by yourself i've also got two lookouts (laughs) (laughs) You there know you what go. I mean? So it's like, dude, I'm willing to, I'm willing to give you every aspect, you know? And, and again, like w- once we kind of figure out and we stop hiring and we're kind of rolling business ish as usual, we'll read, we'll read, look at that, dude. We'll reevaluate that, you know? Um, but that, that's it, man. You know? And I, I think that if somebody wants to get on a hot shot crew, dude, um, I've talked to a few soups, you know, and it's like, dude, well, who you can't get, send it my way. I'll tell you, man, I'll get them right, dude. We'll, we'll get them right. You know, that's the, the plan. The goal is to get, get people where they want to be, dude. And that's still just my primary, my primary objective. Yeah, man. And, and that's the one thing that I didn't realize. Cause back when we were scheduling this thing, what, like two, three weeks ago, we were talking about yeah. hiring because we were going to try and like pump some people into your program, expose some of that, uh, some of the the highlights of your duty station, your modules and all that stuff. That's what right. we originally talked about, but I had no idea that COVID was going to have this big of an like impact on this whole thing, dude. It's wild. Uh, oh yeah, dude. It's, it's been, it's changing. It's a game changer. It's going to, it's going to be, I mean, dude, we're, we're, this is this in American history in world history is like, it's a game changer in the way we, think right now dude like we've all seen these stupid little movies that like you know and it's happened dude like it's it is it we got zombies running around no but you know i was like damn it i gotta put up my guns uh, but, <laughs> start know, stockpiling but, toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> right uh. but yeah so this is this is like and and this is going to change the way we do business and fire as well oh yeah like a few years ago you know we had we had an outbreak on a, on a fire down South in Arizona. And it was like this, this super strand of freaking a strep throat. Oh shit. And like a hundred and some people on the, at the spike camp got strep throat, dude. So like, you, you know what I mean? So we kind of had like an idea, like there, there's these little guidelines and this little template right there, but now it's like a bigger, it's bigger than that, dude. It's, oh, yeah. it's bigger us is bigger than everybody so yeah it's really affecting everything i mean like talking to these guys dude it's like you have to do things with a purpose man like if if you're gonna go somewhere like you probably shouldn't deviate because not only are you and by all means man like i I mean it's gonna get you if it's gonna get you but right now you got to do everything you can to mitigate lower your your risk because we're going to be exposed no matter what the moment we send people boom out they're exposed i mean we're now you got up to 20 people on a single crew that are getting infected off of one person man puts the entire workforce down yeah exactly you know and i mean but but again dude it's like we're, we're trying to come around with these workarounds i mean and and figuring this out dude and maybe this is a good thing dude like i'm not i'm not by all means saying it's this COVID is a good thing. But for us, it is like, it was a good thing to say, all right, we got what we got or we're getting what we're getting. Um, 
let's let's try to make this work. Let's lay down the building blocks. Let's do this foundation right now. So like I say, I'm, I'm potentially going to have two more positions open. So, you know, I'm, I'm again, if I could get them by pay period nine, I think that that's realistic, like to where we're still in a, in the fire season. Once you get into June 10, 11, 12, dude, and you have somebody that potentially may have to isolate themselves, kind of didn't make sense at that point. You know, you know what I'm saying? You're kind of Bring them on to lay them off, dude. They're not getting the full value of the whole experience, you know? That's fair enough, man. It's just so fucking wild, man. It is wild. And you know, I was talking to my grandfather. He lives down in New Mexico down there in the southern border. And uh, he's like, in his southern accent, he's like, son, you realize how much of an impact this will have on the world? I'm like, I, it's just a cold, you know? I'm kind of like still in the in the phase of where I'm not really thinking of it as in terms of big picture, right? He's like, well, listen to me, son. This will be a defining like moment in your generation. This is like your World War II, you know? It's, yeah. it's wild, dude. It's a defining moment for an entire generation of people. It is, dude. And, and, and the way it's going to freaking, it's going to it's going to look back on us as how we did it and how we overcame it. You know what I'm saying? That's the defining moment right there. Exactly. Like this is, it's like how we're going to freaking overcome this suit and move forward with it after it's done. Like, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's still, I mean, whenever everybody starts feeling better and we still got to worry about the aftermath, you still got to bring in the bear team. You know what I mean? Like, still you know, do, man. I'll fire, dude. Like you got to bring in the bear team, dude. We still got, we still got other things to look at. It's still not done after the fire. You know what I mean? You still got rehab and all this other stuff to be thinking about or whatnot, you know? Hell yeah, man. Well, with that all being said though, um, so I got one question that's always, I just I, I start asking more crew leadership, like this particular question, but what makes a successful firefighter in your eyes? A successful firefighter in my eyes, dude, and I, I kind of mentioned it early. I just don't want you to give up. For me, the no try, dude, once you have that no try attitude, you know what I'm saying? You become the why am I here attitude, and then it becomes the why, for me, why are you here attitude. You know what I'm saying? So, again, dude, like, give me give me the guy, dude, that, that knows nothing over the guy that knows everything. You, you know what I'm saying? Because that guy that knows everything, dude he's 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 hit that that point you know what i'm saying i want the guy that knows nothing dude because he's a sponge dude he's gonna get to be where he wants to be and he's gonna continue to learn and build that dude now is he the fastest runner no dude but i bet i've seen some guys that aren't the fastest runner be some damn good hikers mm-hmm. you know and and some damn whenever it comes to work dude get you know they they put in the work dude you know um it's always funny because like you know we'll be all running around dude now i got a dad bod dude i'll look at some of those guys dude and i'll be like hey bro you see what a, you see what a real hot shots body looks like dude? <laughs> <laughs> like dude you know uh but yeah dude like so as long as you're trying dude and that that muscle inside your chest dude is what you give me bro i will always feed feed you mine you know what i'm saying like i will always be back there and defend you and and work and to make you better dude so that that's one of the one things dude is to try because then that comes with the heart dude and as long as you've got the heart dude that means you've got the try and the willingness to freaking put yourself through some shit dude and the moment you go through like the worst possible day of your life dude and then you have days that are hard dude you're like these aren't so hard you know, you know what i mean so yeah, it, it, I think it'd be the try dude in the heart. Dude. 
Hell yeah, man. That's excellent. So listen up, guys. Heart makes all the difference. That's for damn sure, especially for you rookies that are coming on here. Uh, well, hopefully coming on here soon. <laughs> we'll see what's going on. I haven't heard anything yet. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't know if we're doing any additional hiring. It doesn't sound like uh, we're going to be able to onboard people at the rate that we want to or need to, but we'll still make it happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and so the other thing too, like it, we're, we're going to weather the storm, man. I mean, like the thing is, is like, we are already talking about what after this fiscal year looks like, you, you know what I'm saying? So, so like, we're already talking about like October, like bringing on people for a couple months in October and like I'll into September, into October and, and, and letting them experience some of that, that burning that burn time bring them on in february you you know what i mean so we're gonna have that flexibility with the with the vets and being on like a we're technically on a fuels budget you you know what i'm saying so it's not so much pr like when wildfire so we we've got a little bit more flexibility and lay them off again you know almost like a like a pft you know like or you know a, a 1313 work them in in september to November, right around Thanksgiving, you know, before the holidays, lay them off and then bring them back on in February, dude. And hopefully we don't have to run the, the gauntlet again, dude. We just kind of keep on keeping on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like all things, though. It'll come to pass. It's just one of those things we got to suffer with now. So it'll pass. Yeah. It'll pass, man. There's always going to be brighter futures, brighter horizons. You know, you just got to look to it. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah, well, definitely. Dude. Oh yeah, man. Well, shit, man. I think that's about the tie-in point for the show. One hell of an episode. Uh, it didn't turn out to be what we originally planned, but it still turned out to be one hell of an episode, man. And I thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, I, again, dude, I, I really appreciate you guys like reaching out to me and doing this and you know, it, and I mean, I'm willing to obviously maybe you're, I'm willing to do it again. You may not be willing to do it again, but no, like I'm always uh, down. Um, when, when we do come up with something else, man, I'll, I'll let y'all know. You guys are some of the first people that I'll let know. And as again, man, I, I can't give y'all enough credit for, for doing that for me, man. And just like helping me get the word out there. You know, we did, we were successful. I, I will say that dude, we were successful and we did hire people through what we did. We just didn't get to, I mean, well, we might, like I said, I got potentially two positions. I know I got one. I got one position. If we, if we hire that one position through this, dude, we're, we're winning, dude. And we've already, like I said, we've already won, dude. We, I picked up, I picked up two guys from this, two, three guys already, you know? So like I said, we're winning, dude. And I, I'll take one over 10, dude. Hell yeah. Small steps, right? Exactly, dude. Well, shit, man. At the end of the show, I always like to give out the opportunity for you to give out a uh, shout out to a homie, hero, mentor, multiple. It's up to you, man. Take it. Oh man, dude, we got another hour. Um, <laughs> no, man, I, I, you know, I just appreciate everybody who's, who's been around and helped me out, dude. And, you know, I give my, I give, I give props to my leadership now, dude. He's, he's allowing me to do this stuff and, and, and get in it, dude. And, and, you know, and I'm getting in it to win it. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't like to, I don't like to lose and I don't like the word no. So, you know, that they, they're allowing me to keep on keeping on. So, yeah, I mean, just the people of the past, dude, who made JJ, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, the leadership, dude, I always call it my JJ bowl leadership salad, dude. You know, I'm the bowl, dude. And you're adding the ingredients every day, dude. And I take it with, a, I hate black olives. I, you know, but I got to take that shit it, out. <laughs> 
Exactly. But I take it. I learned from it, dude. And without, without the good dude, you can't, you can't have the bad. You got to have the bad dude. And you've got to take that too. And I've had bad leaders, dude. And I've had great leaders and just mesh them together, dude. And just make, make who you are. And that's, what's made me. I'm now, am I a great leader? I don't know, dude, but that's eventually I'd like to be, you know, I don't even know if I'm a good leader, dude, but I'm, I'm working that way. You know what I'm saying? No, it just counts that you're still trying. You haven't given up. You're not in, stuck in a position, you know, you're constantly trying to improve. And that's, that's important to me, someone like in my position. And I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of the people out there would say the same exact thing. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm with you, man. Hell yeah. dude. You. So where can we find you, man? Uh, well, you can find me in Magdalena, obviously. Uh, I'll, uh, have to get you, uh, my email address is Jesus, J-E-S-U-S dot R-U-E, which is Jesus Rue at U-S-D-A dot G-O-V. Nice, man. Uh, my cell phone is, it is 575. 575- Eight three eight seven zero seven nine. Oh yeah, man! You got any socials, any uh, social media outlets, or anything like that? Uh, yeah, you know, I got I got an Insta, dude. It's a uh, it's JJ Rue at five seven or five seven five. Um, and then I I mean I got my my uh, my Facebook, which is just JJ Rue, dude. It's just out there, man. Whoever, whatever. And I don't, you know, I. It, it, don't take me too serious. You get on my Instagram, dude. Don't take me too serious. I'm, I'm out there, dude. I'm all over the place, dude. So <laughs> it's interesting. So, How about that? <laughs> yeah. I want, I want to give, actually, I do have one shout out, dude. Right now, dude, I want to thank Netflix for pumping out, dude, the, the Tiger King. Oh man. And, <laughs> and Joe exotic, dude. Thank you, dude. Because that is <laughs> right now, dude. Dude, I'm laughing my ass off. I cannot believe the kind of crap that 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 guy says, man. It that is the most ridiculous show. That is like the embodiment oh. of Florida. No offense to anybody that's in Florida, but that is the embodiment of Florida man in one person, dude. Oh, dude, man. That yeah, it's I can't stop, dude. I can't stop. And like I said, dude, don't take me too serious. Just meth addicted tigers all day. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying, dude. Oh shit. Well, JJ, if uh, anybody, I'm going to just say this right now. If anybody's got any questions for JJ, be sure to hit him up and uh, I'll post some links in the show notes. If you guys need to get a hold of him. but JJ, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It's been a pleasure. Right on brother. Thank you. Take care guys. And boom, there you go. Another episode of the Anchor Point Podcast is in the books with JJ Rue. Dude, that was an awesome episode. JJ, thank thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Uh, I know we were kind of fed a turd sandwich, per se, with the whole hiring thing. But you know what? We still talked about it, but it turned into something much, much better. Definitely uh, outside of the box as far as uh, a traditional aspect of how my episodes are, but I thought it was I thought it was epic, man. It was killer. Anyways, JJ, I hope you're doing well, man. And uh, yeah, if you guys are interested in working for JJ, uh, definitely 
follow uh, the show notes there and I'll, I'll post some links in the show notes. So anyways, I hope you guys are doing good. Uh, keep safe, keep sane, keep fit. And uh, this stuff is going to present some challenges, but also it will pass just like everything, man. So hope everybody's doing well. See you on the next one.